And welcome back to the season five premiere. I can't talk today of <laughs> Gamer Geeks. Uh, can you believe five years already? It, yeah, well, not really five, four years, but remember our first two seasons were half season. Yeah, we didn't want to get too full fledged into it. No, it also didn't help that uh, I was supposedly killed while playing Metal Gear Solid 4, and you thought it killed me in for real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I survived, and um, what should I say? I'm going back through it again because after years of, of criticism, years of hypocrisy, years of me going off on fanboys, I now own a PS3. Yay! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, would yay be the right word? <laughs> it's, yeah. I could hear all the yells of hypocrisy and and, and anti-fanboy and all this other stuff, but I fear it's time to get back into it. There's a lot of stuff coming out that I was looking forward to. I mean, Killzone 3, God of War 3, Gran Turismo 5, which I picked up as part of the uh, 160 gig bundle, which was actually a good deal. And I'm actually enjoying Gran Turismo 5 a lot. I've just never been big on racing games. Oh, I am. I've always been hooked on them. Maybe it's because I love, love when you're dealing with cars for real. And even though it doesn't have the full NASCAR feel, it's good to finally be able to take part in that in a game that was not designed by EA. <laughs> My goodness. I will admit, I'm looking forward to Activision, so when it comes out. Because um, I know the development house is working on it. A company called Utechnics is going gonna, is gonna to release it. And they did some... Um, Excellent uh, racing simulators. One I remember real well was Test Drive Le Mans on the Dreamcast, and it was—I mean, it was—it was authentic. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do with the full NASCAR grid when it comes out. But it, having the PS3 is nice. Uh, it's good to get back on there. I got a lot of catching up to do though with everyone else. But <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry. I think I only have um, maybe three. Um, the award thingies, whatever they're called on there. What, trophies? Yeah. I have three. Yeah. I think I'm on level four right now. I think I've got like 80 trophies, but I'm not really sure. I'm sure I got some more when I was playing Killzone 2 before we recorded. Yeah, but not, I mean, shoot, it's not just because I just don't play the PS3 crap for that reason. I haven't really played my Xbox. No. Yeah. Welcome school. Welcome, welcome to reason why we're delayed. Yeah, it's because I was a dummy and I sat in that advisor's office and let him schedule me for fifteen credit hours, which equaled me being in class every single day, five days a week. And then finally, I realized hmm. something's got to give. I've got to drop one of them, so I dropped my speech class. Hated doing it. Loved the teacher. Loved the class. Everything. Saw it as being pretty much an easy A. (laughs) And then I found, apparently, I have some type of test anxiety that blocks me to where I'll know, I'll know everything about it. I can talk about it and go through it, but as soon as they slap that damn test in front of me, my mind just goes, that's it. And I'm like, great. It was bad. I'm the first speech test to score a D, and that's on a curve. 
Mm. Yeah. Well, that's how I started when I was in college. <laughs> I went from like a 3.6 in high school to a 2.8 in my first semester. Jeez. Yeah. But it wasn't until I think my uh, spring semester as a sophomore year that I started getting on the dean's list. It takes a little while getting used to when once you get started. Yeah, the art classes the ones I'm doing the uh, best in. Mm-hmm. I'm actually excelling in them and being the the one of the best students in the class. That's just because I had a strong art program in high school. I did go to art college, not for very long. But I continued to do art. Uh, then Brandon went to art college in Columbus for four years. And I helped him with stuff. And we had that open communication, talking back and forth about what was going on with school. So, yeah, I was inundated with a lot more art stuff than regular routine basic education classes. So, I think that's the reason, like, I can do good at the art and the other stuff, uh, not so good. I actually went back to my college campus last week. Uh, so, I got the place that's made a major change. Uh, for instance, our student union, which was actually called the Lane Center. Uh-huh. I went there and the whole place got a complete overhaul. So I'm sure you've heard on the gin lounge where we talked about the, um, the the corner where we used to all hang out mm-hmm. and the sculpture that used to be there. Gone. Really? The whole place now looks like a hospital. Ew. It is so sanitized. Now, in the game room that I used to help manage, tell them which new stuff to put in, is now almost like a land room. Uh-uh. I looked in there. All they have were like five or six TVs that were playing Madden. Boring. Yeah, I was like, what else you got put on there? There's no Call of Duty. <sighs> I mean, they don't even have a rock band set up. If I was there, I'd definitely have that ready to go. Yeah. That's sacrilegious. I know. I mean, I mean, I know we talk about arcades dying, how it brings a tear to my eye still to this day. But that was the final straw for me. I was like, it's... how could you do this? <laughs> it's just crazy how stuff changes so fast. Because even Marshall's campus has changed since when I'd first been on it, before I was even, before I was potentially a student a long time ago, to where I'm an actual student now, and that's considerable amount of time has changed between those years, and so it's just really interesting to see, it's like, wow, this college made money, but then again, we did have the movie. Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. To, I mean, like I said, I've never been to Marshall except for when you drove me around a few times. Yeah, well, when you come down again, I'm gonna take you on campus and really give you the real good God. Yeah, I'd love to go there. I'd love to shove it down uh, a former um, co-host's throat with some of the comments he made. Oh yeah, told some friends of mine about that. They want to take it <laughs> off. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And they're not even from Marshall. One of them's actually living in California. <clears throat> but, but, uh, no, my big thing is, I mean, you've had your classes. 
And I had MAGFest to cover. Yeah, and I was bummed because yeah. I would have went to MAGFest oh. if that it started. I was hoping that they did a New Year's Eve thing again. I would have been able to go. And that was one of my biggest complaints about this year's event. But the fact they did it in mid January. Where they, when they started, they started it the week that my first week of classes. Mm-hmm. It was worth uh, worth the attendance, so. But um, you know, most of the stuff I did wasn't really gaming related. One thing I was doing video work for. Uh, for another uh, studio that I'm working with, uh, SMMS Studios. Um, we did a event called Gaming Iron Chef, mm-hmm. which is basically where we did our, where we made we made our own creation to serve between a bunch of judges. One of which, of course, was Duke Nukem himself, John St. John. And I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't take part in the cooking. I was too busy shooting everything with the camera. <laughs> but it was just fun witnessing everything. Um, Hearing all on John Solaris' comments, that was the first time I was able to meet up with him. I ran him like four or five times. One of which uh, was like last year. One of my favorite things they did was the video room, where they showed all these different movies and different uh, web shows, like the Angry Video Game Nerd and the Spoonie Experiment and um, and the Happy Video Game Nerd. Yeah. But one one night, they were going to show um, Alone in the Dark. Which was a, a Nuva Bowl yeah. film. I was expecting that film to be shown. They did not show it. <laughs> they showed a film that nearly scarred me to the point where you had to jump, drop me or pull me from the ledge. <laughs> and you know what film that was? Postal. Mm-hmm. And I went, you got to be kidding. Oh. I still remember that when I hit Netflix because I went... <laughs> you really watch that? Oh my god, I feel sorry for you. Uh, you are the only one who had that expression. Yeah. <laughs> I said, why did you do that? Are you sadistic? Because I'm a sadist. <laughs> <laughs> watching it by myself is one thing. But watching it with about 30 or 40 hecklers, as well as John St. John, was one of the best manifest experiences I ever oh, had. Oh, that's just damn funny. <laughs> the, one part at the very beginning, they showed. I hate saying this. This is in such bad taste. They showed them on. Uh, was I think it was on flight ninety three. Mm-hmm. And they showed the terrorists on on board talking about how many virgins they were going to get. They actually called Bin Laden. And John St. John just gets up and yells, "You mean to tell me he actually has a direct phone number to Bin Laden?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was that. Uh, the reactions to uh, the dude's wife, which still gives me nightmares, and of course, what the what a group of monkeys do to Vern Troyer. He said, "If those monkeys do what I think they're going to do to Vern, you guys are going to owe me big for bringing me to see this." <laughs> and they did it. <laughs> oh gosh! When the film ended, I actually told him about. About you pulling me off the ledge, and he just went off in a tirade like, "You actually sat through this POS film, and you had the guts to watch it again." <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, the thing ended like about three o'clock in the morning. Every event I went to was um, over at three o'clock. See that? That's when I would have been like, "Peace out." I'm in a hotel room. Yeah. I'm sleep. Uh, from what I heard, you would not have been able to sleep. 
Oh, I think because I could. I've got noise canceling, isolating, whatever they are, earphones. <laughs> yeah, you'd be too busy hearing yells of elevator party every night. <laughs> I mean, I didn't get on the elevators, but according to Spoonie, I heard that actually one of the elevators was broken by, by everyone yelling elevator party. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, his screening was was a blast to attend as well, even though it was more um, it was less gaming related and more nerdcore related. But I had such a great time for that too. And of course, teaming up with all of them to play Rock Band on day four that would have been sweet. Which which was awesome, even though even though I wish I brought I wish I brought my guitar with me because they only had a Gibson Explorer. Mm-hmm. And you know how I feel about about the Guitar Hero controllers. It was I think it took me a while to figure out figure out the notes correctly. Plus they played Two Minutes to Midnight, which is a song I almost never play. It's all my library, but I never play it that much. And I'm getting yelled by Lord Cat saying, Don't uh, don't play on an expert. I was like, dude, I'm not playing on doing that anyway. I can't play priest on hard. <laughs> but no, it was it was so much fun. You know, also resulted in a little bit of controversy. I um uh, another web reviewer guy's name name is Pat the NES Punk. Mm-hmm. He does a show obviously where he talks about his fandom for NES games. He did a ch- he does his play the punk challenge. The first one was a legitimate challenge uh, done for real was was both of us playing Arkanoid. And he he beat me fair and square. But then the next day we uh, did another match I considered an exhibition. It was for uh, RC Pro-Am 2. The first round, because I couldn't figure out the controls, he won. The second round, I won. But the third one, I swear to God, I won that that match. Hmm. And then Pat starts sending me messages saying, are you sure about this? I seem to recall beating you. I was like, dude, we crossed the line at the same time. <laughs> we got into a heated debate both on YouTube and on Facebook for about a week regarding the whole matchup. Until I finally conceded. I was like, okay, look. I'm not going to be like Mr. Awesome, okay? I'm not going to put this in dispute to last like 30 years. Ooh. Yeah, so I wanted to say you won this. But I'll be more than happy to challenge you again at MAGFest next year. Hmm. It'll be, be worth it again. I'm looking forward to the next year's event. I just wish they'd fix a couple of their problems. Like, fix the uh, wireless LAN situation. The... The um, just doing wireless three G and four G moms is not going to cut it. No. You know, of course, I couldn't do the hotel because hotel Wi Fi costs ten dollars per day. Wow. Especially for someone who wasn't even staying there, I was sleeping in my car for three nights straight. Now, if you were staying there, would you have had to pay for the ten dollars per night, or is it bundled in with the hotel room? Yeah, it'd be the ten dollars per night. Yeah. Wow. Which is insane. Even though I spoke to someone who was heading up to an event in New York, and they said it was 15 bucks a night for Wi-Fi. Hmm. I never had this problem when I went to VGX. It was like a flat $3 rate, which I had no problem with. Yeah. But $15 per day – or I'm sorry, $10 per day for three days? No. That's outrageous. I'll stick with using my phone. The only problem is when I was at MAGFest, I lost my phone charger. <laughs> So the only way I could charge my phone was in my car <laughs> as I was sleeping. Hey, well, you know. <clears throat> I mean, the whole event was chaotic. 
the other problem they have is right at the very beginning. They had power issues. Didn't they overload yeah. a breaker or something? They overloaded several breakers, and in fact, the uh, the main game room was not open until like about three o'clock on the first day, when the event was supposed to start at noon. Hmm. I mean, since then they didn't have any issues, but but still, it was kind of an inconvenience. Hopefully, they'll plan this ahead for when next year takes place. I mean, they knew what they were going to be bringing in. And I know what it's like to overload power from my job. I've, I've seen people do that all the time. But for, for an event like MAGFest, it would make sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they get to go next year. It's all going to depend basically on schedule. And now, if I knew now, back then, okay, I just screwed that up. But if I, <laughs> I now know, <laughs> I now know that you don't have to appear the first day of class because nine times out of ten, the teacher does not take role, doesn't take no attendance whatsoever. You don't have to have your book because nine times ten, most of the kids' funding hasn't got cleared through and they haven't got their money. I'm like, well, shoot, I could have went to MAGFest. Dang it. <laughs> it have been great to have you there. Yeah, even though we would have got a hotel room. I, I don't sleep in yeah. the car. Oh, I'd agree with you there. <clears throat> I'd agree with you on that. I'll, I'll pay for half of that, no problem. Yeah, well, then the expense isn't too bad, so. <laughs> yeah, and then, of course, the other thing, you wouldn't get con flu like I did. Uh, no. Yeah, I was sick for about a week afterwards. I mean, no, I got the flu from school that the whole art department was just passing around. It took me out a weekend and about a week. It was about a total of a week. I think that's how long mine took. Yeah, because it's like you take the Tamiflu and the different you know, medications and stuff. And then after you're done with that stuff, then that's when you just go Mucinex. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which helped me out, by the way. Oh, yeah. Helped out a lot. Uh, but uh, will I go back next year? Definitely. Oh, yeah, and I hope to join you. It'd be cool. Same here. I mean, it's not like Mag, or not like VGX, which basically jumped the shark when they moved downtown. Yeah. Definitely. Well worth the uh, three days. Or, I'm sorry, the four days this time. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see it, especially if uh, John St. John comes back. Oh, knowing him, he'll be back. Yeah. He loves it there. And yeah, just think, if we're lucky, he might be autographing my copy of Duke Nukem Forever. Yeah. and uh, If it comes out. <laughs> and I can tell him thank you for that message he sent me. <laughs> that was awesome he did that. Yeah. Because I was like, what? Did, did I? Like, he made me doubt myself. Did I tell Todd to send him a mess? Did I? Did I? I was like, nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> he just went right for it. Yeah, I just thought we got to get a bumper from him. But I was like, you know what? This may actually work out better. <laughs> of course, I had Spoonie do the same thing for a friend of mine. Same one in California I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had him do a message to her. Because she couldn't make it. And she's a big fan of his work. I just sent him a copy of Final Fantasy uh, 13 to destroy. 
Yeah, I can definitely say that John St. John has aged very, very gracefully. Mm-hmm. He does not look as old as I think he is. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention the guy. I've never met anyone who's so much fun to hang around with as he was. Yeah, that'd be definitely a cool thing. Yeah, you were up there at MAGFest and sleeping in your car and partying. <laughs> yeah, the only problem is when I came back, um, I everyone was bugging me about something that was posted um, that I did regarding his press conference. Mm-hmm. There was a soundbite that he wanted that he didn't want broadcast on the air. Oops. Yeah, which I did not record. Mm-hmm. Out of respect to him, but everybody's like asking me, "What did he say? What did he say?" I never disclose it to him for one reason. I forgot what he said. <laughs> <laughs> and if I did, I would have told him anyway. Yeah, that's funny. I don't know. I forgot. Yeah. Well, you just so was like came, stop bugging me about came it. Came home and you were bloody sick as crap. So yeah, of course. Actually, I wasn't sick yet. It was uh, like two or three days later when I got sick. Hmm. That's what I was trying to remember. I thought it was like within twenty four, forty eight hours. No, if anything it was three days. Huh. <laughs> but con conflict was worth it though. <laughs> It'd be interesting. But I guess we'll go ahead and take a break and when we come back we'll talk about some video games and stuff and you actually hear the about the little bit of gaming that I've done. I've squeezed in. (laughs) Same here. And we'll be right back. Back for the second half of the Gamer Geeks long-awaited show. <laughs> way, way too long, I think. Yeah, well, scheduling, you know that, but we already went over all that. <laughs> oh, yes, we did. Yeah. So, about the only game that I've, well, the only game I was playing when starting school was Zumba. And I did to say, yay, it is a good game. Yes, I can see where they are fine-tuning and tweaking it out a bit to where some of the recognition software with the Kinect. And it seems like each update that goes through, it's like, yay, it does it even better. Woohoo! I'm just waiting for more tracks, more songs. But definitely, yay, I have noticed the weight loss. you got to wait for the review, though, to find out exactly how much. I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> but yes, you can lose weight by... Playing Zumba, the video game. I'm glad to see that. Yeah, quite quickly. I was like, Still can't wait to see the results. I was like, woo, I don't have to worry about freshman 15. Yay! <laughs> so, yeah, it's like the only Connect game I'm really looking forward to is, uh, I'm not sure most of you noticed, uh, our show's running a little um, later than normal, uh, but by the time this comes out, the, um, the uh, Connect. PlayStation Move release for Michael Jackson, The Experience is coming out. Oh, I know, and I'm really looking forward to that. From, Same here. 
Somebody, yeah, I got you Trump, though. From somebody that was in dance school right when he was hitting big. Yeah, you know how many of his dances I've done through the years (laughs) that I know the choreography with? And not only that, during Halloween, of course, the Zumba class, when I, actually, I usually do go to the holiday parties. Every Halloween, we do Michael Jackson's Thriller. Yeah, so I'm curious to see how that game's going to turn out. I do have an open spot on my Gamefly queue, so God help you, Gamefly, if you mess this up like you did with Homefront and like you did with Crisis 2. Even though they eventually sent me Crisis 2, which I'm, I've been playing recently, but... Uh, I'm just curious to see how they're going to do this. Uh, I saw they're using the projection technology that Ubisoft used for your shape, which looked pretty darn good. Yeah, I like that they did the warning about the the lean move and smooth criminal. Mm -hmm. You can only do and master if you have those shoes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how many people complain about that. Yeah. I need to get something to play for my Kinect anyway because uh, Dance Masters was the last game I played for that. You know, I played it for like a few minutes. Uh-huh. I mean, it was basically just like, it, it felt like like Just Dance on the Wii. You're basically putting your hand in different circles to to get the moves to work. I will give him credit for using the projection technology. It was it was, it was was cool. You saw your character in the background, and every time it did a move, it took a still shot of you in that, in that pose. Hmm. Technically, it was good, but the rest of the game I just did not care for. I guess because I'm used to Dance Central and how good that was. Yeah. But, as I said, I've been playing Crisis 2. i, I got to tell you, that game is gorgeous on the 360. Oh, it's amazing. Because yeah, my I, nephew went ran out and bought it. Right. So we've actually got in the house. Brandon stayed up almost all night the other night playing Crisis 2. That's all he did. I was like, um, honey, are you going to do any laundry? Please? <laughs> I need clothes to wear to school. <laughs> and, so, no, he stayed up and played it. So I've got to see a lot of it. It looks very interesting. I can't wait to actually get to sit down and play it. Yeah. One of the best parts was one of the achievements. Like, right at the beginning, it gave me an achievement quote, can it run crisis? Yeah. Because, you know, it's been my stereotype against PCs. Saying how it required a fire dark graphics card, et cetera, et cetera. Here it only costs a two ninety nine Xbox 360 to play it. Yeah. I like that achievement, too. I saw Brandon get that one. The truth is, I mean, I kind of lost interest in it after a while. I, mean, I guess I'm doing a lot more shooters lately. Storyline is everything with a game. And, mm. yeah, that Crisis 2, I wasn't really getting into the storyline. Just sitting there watching it. Yeah, Bulletstorm's the same. I've, I lost interest in that right away. When I play it right off the bat, I mean, I had so much fun doing all the different type of kills. In fact, right at the beginning, this is going to sound a little crazy doing this, but when I played the first stage, uh-huh. I actually had the Benny Hill theme playing in the background. Uh-huh. And it worked. It actually made made the game more enjoyable. <laughs> but after a while, I just like, eh, same old story again. I mean, unfortunately, I had to play it on the PS3 because, uh, once again, Gamefly... <laughs> I want to see how it was like on the Xbox, and of course, if I picked it up, I would have played the Gears Warp Three Beta, to see what that would have been like. But I guess I can't have everything. I'm really stoked for Gears Three, <laughs> just because that's one I really did get into. There's not many many games that I do fall heavily into. 
to where it's like, oh my gosh, I just gotta play this now. Don't wanna stop. Oblivion was the one, definitely. I've logged probably more gaming hours in that game than any other game. I know I was up there in that range as well. I think it was like 50 or 60 hours. Uh, Fable 2 and 3. Not so much 3, but 2 definitely played the bloody crap out of it. And I'm trying to think what other games that I've played. Oh, the um, Prince of one. Persia. Yeah, one of the Prince of Persia games. Not the one that's from the movie. It's the one prior to that. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. It's where you had the little chick where you'd be like, I'm lost. Tom Tom. Chick Chick. Show me the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was like having a personal Tom Tom in the game. I love that <laughs> factor. Oh, yeah. And no, um, our faithful editor, Mr. Breeden, mm-hmm. was the one who hooked me up with my latest obsession. I think I'm gonna, everyone's obsession. I'm thinking I'm going to need a 12-step group. <laughs> To recover. You're not the only one. Yeah, it's the first heavy rain had to be. This is the only game on PS3 that I felt so much for, where I have logged more hours on that system. That PS3 has only been used to stream movies that don't stream through the 360. Hmm. So it's like crazy. But yeah, I've actually gained more on heavy rain than I think that's most time on the PlayStation 3. Jeez. I'm like, oh, hey, I've, yeah, my $200 are well spent now. <laughs> yeah, I just don't see the interest in that game. Well, it's the whole thing is it, it's that whole dramatic thriller kind of a, a film noir and you've got four protagonists now each four have, I believe from what I've read, or Sean may have told me he read it, that all four have five different endings, depending oh on how you play the game and decisions you make and things you do or don't do and responses you do or don't do. And I'm like, okay, bingo. Because I'm a completionist, so like mm-hmm. that's replay value instantly. It's the whole thing where it's that whole um, murder mystery thing. Here's what I want to ask you. Okay, it's the killer in it is the origami killer. Now, am I pronouncing that correctly? That sounds right. Why in the hell does everybody in the game say origami? Who knows? <laughs> I was like, is this another one of these words that I've been saying correctly all these years and that now suddenly they're saying no it's not the proper pronunciation it's actually this so they've changed it <laughs> so, well that's not the only case like when i played goldeneye mm-hmm. on the wii remember the main phone was with an organ criminal organization called Giannis, pronounced j or spelled j-a-n-u-s at least that's how they pronounce it in the movie but in the game version they kept saying the janus group instead of the Giannis. Hmm. So it's not only that. It would make sense to call it Giannis because it's a, it's a Roman god. And in the Latin alphabet, the J is replaced with an I. Hmm. So the pronoun- pronunciation of Giannis would make more sense. Yeah. So it's it's not only just the uh, origami killer and heavy rain. But I'm, I'm trying to think, aside from the, the Giannis group, is there other situations like that as well? 
I've no, there's oh, been I've several words and stuff that they've now suddenly decided to know that's mm-hmm. not the, the way it's being pronounced all these years is actually improper. Yeah. And I'm like going, okay, really? <laughs> yeah, I just. I really was wondering about that, and I was like, origami? Okay, what? Did, yeah. did, did George W. Bush have anything to do with this game? <laughs> Who knows? But I will tell you one thing about that game. What? Based on the way you're all talking about it, it's mm-hmm. rivaling up there with both Resident Evil and Final Fantasy as the game I am getting sick and tired of hearing about. <laughs> Oh, it just like engrosses you. It. It's like you are a person in this movie, mm. and you actually got to step into this story. And there's so many different... Well, it's just interesting, all the things that happen. Because you got Ethan Mars as the father. He's trying to save his son from being the next victim. It's um, you got a journalist, Madison Page. Uh, an FBI profile, Norman Jaden. That's hooked on some drug, some trip drug. It'd have to be in order to be in that game. Yeah. And uh, a private detective. Um, they're all supposed to be tracking down the clues towards finding the identity of the origami killer and saving Ethan's son. So it's, you got all these different characters and the storyline just sucks you right in. It is boring at first. But it's getting you familiar with how the controls are for further progress in the game in other situations. Because, like, you wake up and you have to stand up and you got to take a shower. And then you just go in the shower and at this automated sequence. And I love to say, yes, no blurry spots. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. well, I guess that's good news. Yeah. But it's starting to sound like a game for the obsessive compulsive. It it almost got had a little bit of a Sims feature in it, but mm. with that, because you have to do these different, you know, the motion controller where you're shaking the controller side to side, up and down. Mm. And, um, but you're. help you if you get a move. Well, you actually, like, well, it is move compatible. Yeah, that's what I said. God help you if you get one. Yeah, it makes me wonder. Maybe I'm, this is the game that this is the only game I've played to where I've thought, hmm, I'm kind of interested now in seeing how the move works and possibly getting one in a year. That's a <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's really it's really an interesting story and it's definitely got a lot of replay value and it's already got. One DLC, Taxidermist, which it's only five bucks, so it wasn't too wasn't expensive, and it's got a lot of replay value in it because there's you've got to try to end it, get all. I think it's five endings or four endings. Except for character. Yeah, no, (laughs) it's just the one. It's the um, it's the journalist you're playing. And it's supposed to be before the story of Heavy Rain. Oh. It's still the origami killer, but she's going to a taxidermist of this suspect to be the origami killer. Okay, he's not. <laughs> he's another type of killer. <laughs> so, uh, kind of freaky. Do he stuff his victims for a living? Uh, yeah. 
I figured with that name. Yeah. He does. Jeez. Oh, I'm sorry, spoiler for everyone. Yeah. Don't worry. I just saved y'all 50 bucks. What? No, that's Heavy Rain. That That's the DLC. That's $5. The tax oh. service. I mean, honestly, I think you could play Heavy Rain and not even worry about the DLC, honestly. Because okay. I had to... Is that it? You know, response to it. Is, it, is that it? Really? Mm-hmm. I guess as a 360 owner, we're used to a little bit more DLC. Yeah. We were a little bit more bang for our buck, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then, what else have you been playing? So I know you've been trying to play. Yeah. Well, let's just say I've been trying to play NASCAR that Activision sent me. Because this, this is a title I've been waiting for for a long time. Because I'm glad to see the NASCAR franchise finally get away from the, from the death clutch of EA. <laughs> and the uh, addition to it in, in Grand Theft 5 wasn't enough. So I got I got NASCAR 2011 from Activision. And let's just say the game is definitely a freshman effort. Wow. The, the problem I had is all the bugs that the game is notorious for. Like Daytona. Uh-huh. I know that track is well known for bump drafting. Yeah. You get touched from behind, and you try to try to turn left. They will spin you out on contact. Oh. And, and during a track, if you get turned up, turned like that, you get a caution flag, right? Uh-huh. Eh. No. Caution, nine times out of ten, the caution won't wave. In fact, I've had the big one occur a couple times, and the caution comes out like ten seconds after, after the wreck occurs. I literally have to kill everyone on the field in order to get a, to get a caution. Wow. And that gets even better. When you go on the pit road, clipping yeah. issues. <gasps> it drove right, it drove right through my car. You could see it going through right during the pit sequence. See, I can't remember which NASCAR game, which year, I should say it was, that me and Brandon really got into. And it may have been, I don't know if it was even one on the 360 if it wasn't an original Xbox. See, I, can't I, can't remember, I can't remember the year that it was. Yeah. I'd probably ask Brandon. He'd be like, it was this year. <laughs> yeah, I still curse EA for uh, getting the exclusive license because there was a great PC simulation series by um, Sierra, which I rock is now Activision. <laughs> Good figure. <laughs> and, um, I mean, it was it was authentic. It felt it felt real as opposed to the arcade style that EA was doing. And that's what I wanted. And I thought I'd get that. I mean, the game has got potential. I'm... I just recently reviewed it, and I think I gave it three out of five. Hmm. Because the game does have potential, and as I said, it's a first-generation effort. I have been told that that Eutechnics is looking into these into these details, and I'm hoping they'll release a patch. They're they're already promising a a patch for the season, because it comes it comes packed with all the 2010 material, schedule, paint schemes, drivers. Hmm. They're actually using Camping World Truck Series drivers for the for the Spring Cup race. So they promised there will be a 2011 patch to include the new point system, the new paint schemes, the actual schedule, even the repaved track that they used at Daytona this year. So I'm hoping they're going to fix that all the issues I've had in addition to that. Pretty interesting to see. Yeah, I'm curious to see if they'll keep their word on it because if they give it a chance, I may end up re-reviewing it. That's always interesting when we do that. Yeah. 
and I probably will mention it again. I've actually posted some video on YouTube of what I um, of the experience I went through with the clipping and everyone running it or running into each other not causing a caution flag. <laughs> In fact, uh, a friend of mine named Jared over at uh, Full Rock Productions used my footage for a show he started called The Game Report. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, so I, I, I watched. It. I thought he did a great job. I jokingly told him, oh, I was going to use that stuff for a review. He he was apologizing to me about it. But I was like, dude, don't worry about it. We, we at Jen can't do video. No, yet. yet. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that day because I swear when Duke Nukem Forever comes out, that will be a video review. And the, if it comes out. Like, oh, when we get, oh my gosh, it's reality. It's not yeah. an illusion. <laughs> Yeah. I'm still waiting for the day that John St. John comes to my house in person and delivers it to me. <laughs> oh, that would be I sweet. I don't think it's going to happen. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the only way I can prove that the game actually exists. Hey, you never know. You might end up getting a signed copy. No, not that I would like. Yeah. Well, I've already signed his iPad. He, he owes me one. Yeah. The, the, our Gamefly game that came in, because we were trying to get Crisis 2, and Sean brought it home, and I went instantly deleted it off. We ended up getting Two Worlds 2. Uh-oh. Now, I hated that glitchy thing that was Two Worlds 1. I remember that well. The first one, yeah. It glitchy, glitchy, glitchy. So, Brandon's playing it, and it glitched up on him. No audio coming through. Not only that, I had to go in and adjust my actual TV settings for the screen. <laughs> yeah. How soon did this happen when you turned it on? Oh, it was instantly. We had to oh adjust the TV. Because the controls thing for, like, you know, A, select, and X, and B back, and all that stuff, you couldn't see it. It was off screen. And hmm. there was nothing on the game to where you could reduce that. So I had to go into the TV and actually bump the picture over, which I know it wasn't wrong to start with. The picture wasn't off on the TV. So it was the game. Then, so Brandon's like, forget this, bleep, 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 game, dot, dot, and gets it and then pops it out and starts complaining. That was his start of his Crisis 2 run. You should record his reaction. Oh, it'd been interest- interesting for sure. We're talking ABGN quality? <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> see that. Then Sean played it last night. He didn't run into any problems. Just he can't play it on his TV because he can't see none of the stuff off the side. It's, it's chopped off on his too. Oh, you kidding me. Yeah. He goes, what in the world do they want? A 60-inch TV or something for people? Or do they want actually widescreen panoramic? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, I just don't know what in the world they're expecting. You, know, you put the game in, you're like, ah, I need to see the controls. <laughs> but yeah, he didn't have any problems. It didn't, other than that, it didn't freeze or glitch up on him. Well, that's good news. It's a start. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm going to give it a try. Right. Aside from that, is there anything else you're looking forward to for the upcoming weeks? Because there's one that I'm interested in. You guess how long it's been since I've actually got to look at them of what's coming out? Yeah, I figured with your classes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, 
last month because finals week is first week of May. And some of them are going to be the last week of this month. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. I know next week, though, next next Tuesday, which will be the 19th, I'm probably going to be unavailable for a few days. Because the Mortal Kombat reboot finally comes out. Yeah. I, I played the demo on the PS3. Everything I hated about Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe, gone. Mm-hmm. Plays like plays classic. Has real fatalities, none of that heroic brutality crap that deals with DC Universe. Uncensored. All the characters from the original. Tons of unlockables. Online multiplayer that looks like it's going to work the way it's supposed to, unlike what they did with Marvel Capcom 3. No more um, gamer cards bouncing off each other. Uh, I'm just looking forward to this. I've already gotten I've already gotten challenges from people wanting to fight me. I'm just happy because I'm going to get a break because there's no bloody classes the summer one to take. So I don't have no school in May. So, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think all of my finals are going to be last week of this month. So, but yeah, I'm going to be like, I can game. Yay. <laughs> I think sometime this uh, summer I'm going to have to plan uh, another almost live session. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially when all the good stuff comes out. Yeah. Because there's some... Oh, I can't wait for Deus Ex. I know. I can't wait for that either. And Skyrim. If it comes out in November, I just got the worst feeling that they're not going to release it on time. I don't know. With them doing a pretty sound date... I think that they're going to be sticking to it. Every time there's a sound date, they always push it back. I mean, it happens all the time. I'm very skeptical about these dates. With Bethesda? Uh, Not really with Bethesda, but there's always a first for someone. You gotta realize that. They'll be like the old, oh, we're scared of Modern Warfare 3 coming out. We're going to wait till first quarter 2012. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, one thing I'm sick and tired of is that we're scared of, of Call of Duty. That excuse is old. Oh, and I saw the uh, the Infinity Ward is doing the new Call of Duty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the trailers are, trailer is all um, real action. Because I almost had to look at him. I looked at my nephew and he showed it to me. And then I was like, is this for reals? Really? Are we we really going to get an Infinity War Infinity War Call of Duty again? Is it possible? <laughs> I don't know. But I'm, I'm scared of it. So, yeah, I'm interested. Definitely, you know me with Call of Duties. Mm-hmm. Same here. I mean, how could they be with Treyarch did with Black Ops? I still think they did an excellent job. Oh yeah, definitely. Very good they, game. They've completely redeemed themselves from a few years back. Mm-hmm. But. Uh. No, I guess that's about it. And luckily now that I know that my schedule, and I know I won't be taking summer one, we know that we're going to be able to get out a show early next month. Which I'm looking forward to. I'm going to get back into it. Oh, yeah. I have a score to sell with those other podcasters who keep bringing their shot two weeks late. (laughs) (laughs) Hand, hand, you know who I'm talking to. Oh, yeah. But uh, in the meantime, as usual, check our site out at GameIndustry.com. Uh, check our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash GameIndustry. Um, 
check out facebook.com slash gamergeeks. Uh, our YouTube page is always up. Don't go to the MySpace page anymore because I officially killed it a few weeks ago. It's no use having that up anymore. No. In fact, that was on MySpace when I shut it down. The place is a mess. Uh-huh. So, so stick with our Facebook page and our YouTube page. The NASCAR 2011 footage is up. And I want to thank Jared Foyles over at uh, Full Rap Productions for the um, inclusion of my NASCAR 2011 video for his uh, preview of the game report. Make sure to check out his show at, uh, at Blip TV and search under Full Rap Productions. Uh, check out his site, fullrapproductions.com, and his friend Brad's site at www.thecinemasnob.com. He he does some great reviews of, of shall I say, Z-grade movies. Um, check out, for one, check out his review of Caligula because it is hilarious. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And that's about it, and we will see you all, I confirmed, next month. Bye-bye. <laughs>